baseball season's almost here, and we have you covered from now until opening day. Hitting is not about muscle. It's simple physics. Calculate the velocity v in relation to the trajectory t, in which g gravity, of course, remains a constant. We are the roar. a.m. on this beautiful opening day in college baseball. Looking forward to it. Again, Clemson gets underway at 4 p.m. today when the Tigers take on uh, visiting Xavier uh, over at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. We'll have it for you here on the Roar. Down in Columbia, the Gamecocks are gearing up for their opener. Mark Kingston heading into a I don't know, John. Maybe maybe the first time in a while, I feel like he's entering the season calm. I, I was not. actually just about to ask you, is this the first time since year one that he is entering the year not on a warm seat? A warm bench in the I th- dugout? I think so. I don't ever think it's been like a hot seat per se. Uh, maybe a little bit at times. Warm, but It was a little warm last year. Yeah, seat heaters were on, you know. It's cold. Warm the seat up a little Not bit. Not the bat warmers, the uh, the seat warmers. But All I right. do think that he's heading into today's 4 p.m. start with Miami of Ohio uh, in a vastly different position than he was a year ago. They are one of the more fascinating teams to me across the country in terms of what they have lost and what they're going to bring back. They did lose... Um, what was the amount of innings you told me before the show that they lost? It was over 300 innings. It was like 350 innings or something from last year. Lost to mostly the MLB draft. Yeah, I was about to say, they had several pitchers get, get selected last year. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like these guys just left the program, transferred out, or They all didn't go pro in something other than sports. No, they, they went pro in sports. <laughs> yes. Um, it, was a, it was a very, very heavy-end pitching staff last year. They had injuries throughout the year that really kind of hampered them, but... Uh, still, it was a team that had. That's that's sort of the. That's probably the reason they're they're sitting there at twenty five. Don't you think is the amount of innings they lost because they're bringing it back. I mean, John, some of the more feared players in in the game. Ethan Petrie is one of the best hitters in the country. Yes, as a freshman, he was he was the best home run hitter in the country, wasn't he? As, as a freshman hitter in the country, I believe I believe so. Yes, I think he led the, the country in, in freshman home runs. I have runs. a tough time remembering stats from June. Fair. I have trouble remembering what I had for lunch yesterday. That's, but yeah. Still, uh, Messina's really good. Cole Messina. Um, Funky Cole Messina. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they brought in about 20 new guys between their portal class oh, wow. and their recruiting class. A lot of them pitchers. They're in a situation where, I mean, there's almost no roles to find. I think it was a Veach, I believe, was their closer last year. He's back. He's the only guy that, that I think has a role to find right now. As the as the closer, but what do you make of the? Uh, do you think the lineup's going to be quality? Think they're going to have enough offense there? Yes, yes. I think I think they've got enough enough pop and enough guys to to do. It. The question mark is: Can they figure out? It, it, it's not really. Is there enough bodies there to figure it out? I, I think they'll they'll be fine on 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 pitchers. It's how long does it take to sort of figure out who your your starting rotation is? Who are the best guys out of the pen? 
when you're in an unforgiving league, which, I mean, Clemson is, South Carolina is, they're in unforgiving conferences where every weekend it's it's not going to be easy. Uh, you don't really want to be entering March going, we still don't know who the weekend rotation is. Let's throw a different guy every single Friday or every single Saturday or every single Sunday. Right. That's a problem. Uh, but they're like Clemson. They're, they're not afraid to put some freshmen out there. I think they're going to do that uh, this weekend, on, I, think, I think on Sunday. But I still think that there's enough talent coming back. Uh, I think the schedule is good for South Carolina this year. I don't think it's overly difficult. I'm, I find it interesting that South Carolina has an extra game before Clemson than the Tigers do. They, yeah, they normally do. The ACC likes to start a little earlier. You usually have to get a week off somewhere in, during the conference season. But they'll have um, next week they have two midweeks where the Tigers only have one. Yeah. Winthrop yeah. and then Queens back-to-back. But outside of, just look at their schedule. Tell me if you agree. Outside of South Carolina, or outside of Clemson and North Carolina, South Carolina's non-con is manageable. I mean, it's... Miami of Ohio, Winthrop, Queens, Belmont, Garner-Webb, uh, Longwood. And obviously, there's a bunch of different midweek games and things like that. But, yeah, some East Tennessee State in there. The Citadel. They play in Charlotte. Remember that was struggle with Charlotte, it feels like. Uh, USC Upstate. They'll play that one in floor field. I don't see Charlotte on here. So I think I think it's an easier non-con than maybe they've had. Yeah, they years. avoided the 49ers this year. Let's go. <laughs> they avoided LSU in uh, That's play. huge, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go to you don't have to play them this year. Yeah, they for their SEC series at Ole Miss, home against Vanderbilt, at Alabama, home against AM, at Florida, home against Arkansas home against Kentucky, at Missouri, home against Georgia, at Tennessee. That's manageable. It's a tough league. It's a brutal league. It's unforgiving. It's a meat grinder. But <laughs> in terms of it being manageable, I th- I think that's a pretty good schedule for South Carolina. Well, and especially when I look at it, too, where it's a lot of home road splits. Like, it's not... You're not spending, like, several weekends in a row out on the road. Yeah. But very interesting stretch with uh, Florida and Arkansas, two series in a row, two of the top five teams in the country. Just don't get swept, right? I mean, that's that's all you're thinking going into those. Just don't get swept. And you better beat the Citadel in between the two. Yeah, look, I, it, every program is prone to lose some games in the midweek. They should. Oh, it 100%. Everywhere at some point. All the time. Unless you're Texas A&M and you cancel them. That's the way you get around that. Don't hurt your RPI. Just don't by, play the games. By playing the games. Um, I don't know that South Carolina's RPI will be as impressive as in some years because of the non-con, but the league takes care of that. I don't know. Having North Carolina and, and Clemson on there, I think, should have. They usually play a few other harder ones, though. Or as, as difficult ones, I should say. That's what I meant to say. But I think, you know, is South Carolina going to be the best team in the SEC? No. But are they Do they have to be? No. That team's probably good enough to host. Would you set that as an expectation for South Carolina baseball in 2020? Be in host contention. 16 because host like, sites? But, but you could be... Host. But you could come in at like 18. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say if you're like just a couple spots off okay. that your season was a failure. Fair enough. Fair enough to say that. Because there's always, you know, mid-major team... That's I mean. There's bid steals. Do you, do we need a West Coast team to host some stuff? Like yeah. that's why that's why I say host contention because we are putting it in the hands of human beings to decide who gets these. 
It's not a computer. And that never goes wrong, right, Florida State? (laughs) Wow. Taking shots at the No, I'm just I'm I'm trying to use a real example here that even though you feel like you've taken care of everything, it's still in the hands of humans. Sure. So to your point, yes. Should they host probably is this team good enough to host? Yes. Yes. I think that's But there may be some weird factors that we forget about this time of year until we get to late May, early June. Some things you can't control. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think I think South Carolina's good enough to host this year. Good enough to make it out of a regional? Maybe so. Maybe. Yeah. I need to see the team play a little bit. Omaha, I don't know that I'd put that on them this year. If Kingston makes a regional, makes it out of a regional, which he did last year, good enough to just keep everything kosher and everybody's happy. I don't think there's any reason for the seat to be warm right now. Just don't give them a reason. Yes, don't give them a reason, but right now there isn't a reason. Don't don't start. You could very easily give them a reason. Don't start. Um, don't start what? Don't, well, get, don't, don't get swept by Miami this weekend. Well, I don't, don't lose gosh, two or three to Miami this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Don't don't start one and two, and then, then take take care of both your midweeks next week. Who do they have? Um, who do they have after Miami? Have they had uh, nice Winthrop weekend? and Queens in the midweek, and then Belmont at home. I'm not saying you have to start eight and zero. Do they have you by before the Clemson series? Gardner Webb on the midweek as well, so they will have nine games before oh, they yeah. play the Tigers. I'm not saying you have to start nine and zero, but don't start. Don't be anything worse than seven and two. Y- yes, <laughs> going into that series, uh, break, break down that series real quick on the on the where it's being played and the um, for the, for the Clemson South Carolina series. Yes, yeah, so Friday night will be played down in Founders Park in Columbia on Saturday. We'll be at Segra Park, the minor league ballpark there in Columbia, and on Sunday we'll be in Doug Kingsmore Stadium. That is March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, so it is right around the corner. It's always a fun weekend. It feels weird because college basketball is going an extra week beyond that. It used to be that was kind of right around the last weekend of the regular season. I don't know. College basketball extended out to another week this year, but I, maybe it's been like that in some past years. I just don't recall. Uh, but that'll be a fun, fun weekend for sure. Uh, John uh, Clemson's schedule manageable. Xavier this weekend, obviously. Uh, no, or just just one midweek game next week, and that's on Tuesday. It's coming Tuesday against Presbyterian. We'll see if they roll up in vans. Uh, and then Kennesaw State next weekend. If they roll up in the vans, we got a problem. They may win. Huge problem. Don't want to see the vans. Don't want to see mom driving. Because if the vans roll up, they're going to put a 20-piece up on the scoreboard. And then USC Upstate uh, comes to Clemson on the 27th of February. Did you mention the series in between? Yes, Kennesaw State. The Sanders Sullivan series? The Sanders Sullivan series. Well, that's a lot of S's there. Battle for Sanders. Sanders Sullivan series. So if Clemson wins, do we get them back? Or does he have to stay down there? I I think Sanders chooses to stay down there for now. Okay, fine. We'll let him choose. Let's Take all the fun out of I it. I mean, let's. let's I hope let, you. I hope you're listening, Sanders. I hope you're doing well. Let's let the young man do what he wants to do with his life, John. Yeah. We're not here to tell him what to do with his life. Fair. Now, the weekend against the Gamecocks, followed by an odd game, Kansas State coming to Clemson on a Wednesday. I like that. A little top twenty-five team right now in D one baseball. I believe they're twenty-fourth in the country. That's an RPI builder right there. That's just, I don't know. I'm really excited to see. I mean, we don't see Clemson versus Kansas State very often in athletics. That, 
that's really cool to see on the schedule. It is. And then UNC Greensboro, followed by a midweek two-game series against Manhattan. That is where Clemson will be by the middle of March when they begin ACC play. The weekends look like this. Uh, Duke on the road to start ACC play. A couple midweek games. Then Florida State comes to Tigertown. That feels early for Florida State. In March. Yeah, I mean, that's like sort of the end of April, I think, is a better time for that one. But Florida State comes to town. Uh, Coastal comes to town as well on March 26th and Gary Gilmore's farewell. Think they'll do a little thing for him, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, a little farewell to Gilmore. Yeah, a little something, something. Uh, Will they do like a Coach K type thing or... Never mind. Don't, don't answer that question. No, I would like to see Gary Gilmore get that, that type of treatment. Agreed. Uh, Miami on the road in late March for a three-game series. Uh, Notre Dame on the road for a three-game series in April. That's better than March, I guess, to go to Notre Dame in early April. I think there'll be snow on the ground during that series at some point. Uh, you never know. You never know. Uh, I'm not going to wish that on them. NC State, full Wolfpack coming to town in April. John might be at that series. I know who he'll be rooting for or against. Uh, Charlotte coming to town as well. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough team, man. Charlotte's yeah, not so an Yeah, so South team Carolina avoids them, but Clemson doesn't this year. Interesting. Uh, Pitt comes to Clemson. I'm just glad I don't have to send Don Munson up to Pittsburgh again after they made him sit outside in the freezing rain in a doubleheader. Pretty sure he and Bob still haven't thawed out from that yet. So yeah. Glad to see they'll be coming, coming down south. Should be beautiful weather then. Pitt will enjoy it. Uh, Louisville is on the road this year in late April and then Georgia Tech in early May comes to Clemson another game against Charlotte there um, up there in Truist there downtown Uh, Wake Forest trip May 10th, 11th, and 12th circle that one that's going to be a huge series in the ACC Atlantic and another game against Coastal Uh, Boston College comes to Clemson in May so really Clemson in terms of manageable schedule Clemson doesn't play any really cold environments other than Durham probably won't be warm in the middle of March. But Notre no, Dame won't be warm in the beginning of April. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. It could be worse is what I'm saying. There's no BC in late March. You know, I, I look at the end of the regular season here, and you've got a midweek at Charlotte, three games at Wake, and then another Tuesday at Coastal. Yeah, That is going to be massive at the beginning of May. Yeah, certainly will be. Especially all on the road. That's going to be a real big test as you get to the end of the regular season. Brad, before we go to break, i got to ask you about one team here on the schedule. All right. A team that has been one of the better programs in the ACC the last few years. And if you don't know, just feel free to answer that way. What do you make of the Louisville Cardinal going into this year? Hmm. Um, boy, they've sort of... Florida's sort of falling off a little bit, haven't they? I mean, it's 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 shocking to see the top 25 and not see Louisville on there. Yeah. Uh, bounce back potential, maybe. Uh, it's just a program that isn't, isn't getting the kind of talent that it used to get, and maybe they're being affected by transfer portal, NIL kind of stuff. Maybe some players that normally would go there because it's an easy trip to the, to the big leagues or finding homes elsewhere. Real quick, John, before we go to break, I do want to mention this, too. Clemson only plays Georgia one time. Really? No, there's not a trip on the schedule to... Doug Kingsmore? To Doug Kingsmore for the Bulldogs. I just noticed that. Were you aware of that? 
Unless my eyes are deceiving me, I I cannot find it. No, that you're correct. There's only one game against Georgia this year, and that's on April 23rd at Athens. That feels weird. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a transition year for the Bulldogs. I'm not going to have a very high expectation yet for them. We'll see what they look like. Six five four roar. More to come on the other side for this. Sitting here today with our good friend Gary Mahaffey of Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. Gary, texter asks Walt. I screwed up waiting on my insurance company to sign a new contract with my hospital doctors and they failed. Can Gary help me? Texter, you are far from being the only person who did this. I have a high probability of being able to help you, but time is of the essence. I need you to contact me right away at 864-307-8484 to resolve this dilemma. There you go, listener. You need to move on this and call Gary today at 864-307-8484. Again, 864-307-8484. And remember, the Gary represents the seven largest Medicare insurance companies and approximately 125 different plans. In the unlikely event that you would want another company's plan, Gary will still shepherd you through SHIP or Medicare to accomplish that goal. Start your day right with Wendy's Breakfast Burrito, loaded with all of the best parts of Wendy's Breakfast Menu. It's a delicious mix of eggs, bacon, breakfast potatoes, and American cheese, all wrapped in a soft tortilla. It's quick, on-the-go option for your busy mornings. Serve with a dash of Cholula for that extra kick. Wash it down with a sweet, frosty cream cold brew. Make your morning meal count. Order the Breakfast Burrito on the app for exclusive offers and visit your local Upstate Wendy's for breakfast today. Are you approaching retirement? Are you concerned about your 401k? How would you like to add 15 to 40% into your retirement account immediately? Folks, let me show you how to create an inflation-friendly, increasing income, guarantee income that you and your spouse will not outlive. All you have to do is give us a call at 1-800-440-0434 or go to mymoneyissafe.com or you can call at 864-989-0176. Don't let turnover stall your business. HTI is the Upstate's trusted attraction and retention partner. We work with employers to provide all things workplace, including recruiting, staffing, HR services, team building, and leadership training. Call Ryan at 513-6563 or visit htijobs.com backslash upstate today. Again, call Ryan at 513-6563 or visit htijobs.com backslash upstate today. You're scared. You cannot pay your credit cards. You cannot pay your medical bills. Someone suggests to you debt consolidation, combining them all in one payment. Can you really afford that? Is there something else you can do? Call me and see if bankruptcy can help you. Call me, Robert King. Together, we will look for a thoughtful solution to your legal problem. Thompson & King, 300 South Tower Street in Anderson. Call 222-0200 or online at thompsonking.com. Thompson & King is a debt relief agency helping people file for bankruptcy under the bankruptcy code. Is your crawl space damp or musty? Water in your crawl space can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawl space repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawl space is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176 or visit cantyconfixit.com. Tax Talk with Straight Talk. 
You give and you give. This tax season you get with Straight Talk Wireless. You get a reliable 5G network and unlimited data and a Samsung Galaxy A14 included when you buy an extended silver unlimited plan. So you can give your janky phone to your kid. Switch to Straight Talk for plans starting as low as $25 a line per month for four lines. Find us at straighttalk.com. For network management practices, visit straighttalk.com. Device offer ends 41424. Online only. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Taxes and fees apply. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Man, you won't believe the phone call I just got. This guy told me that The Roar is the best sports talk station in the Upstate. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the roar of the press box with Brad and John. Fort Hill Natural Gas been providing their services to Oconee, Pickens, and northern Anderson County since 1952. If you haven't checked out natural gas, it's a great way to fuel your home. Uh, endless hot water. Still need the heat a little bit this time of the year, even though it is warming up. FHNGA.com. Go check out their website. Fort Hill has an office in Seneca and Easley, so you can stop by there. You can learn a lot more on their website, though. FHNGA.com. They do. They'll sell appliances. A lot of people don't realize that uh, this this time of the year, if you need to pick up something, uh, they've got that as well. Uh, it's a great site. Learn a lot. FHNGA.com. Go check them out today. We appreciate them sponsoring this segment coming up next now we've got john blau from the post and courier in charleston he's the clemson beat writer and we're gonna get ready for the weekend that is john good morning how are you doing today i'm good how are you brad doing well uh it's opening day team 127 with eric Backich, uh takes the field today over at doug kingsmore stadium when you've you've heard eric Backich talk a couple of times now leading up to this what seems different about him, about this team, about maybe their mindset going into year two uh, of the backage regime over in Clemson? I mean, obviously a little more confidence, just kind of understanding where, where they are, what the, the cultural expectations are. Obviously, it was you know, Coach Backage's first year last year. You, you were kind of wondering you know, where this thing would go, um, whether it would kind of catch on. Oh, something happened there, John. I think we lost John. We'll uh, there we go. You back? Sorry, we, we lost you for a yeah. second. Okay. okay, all right. Okay, we're good now. Yeah, uh, just uh, yeah. In terms of you know shared language, like you know, very disciplined program, uh, a different way of you know speaking of of kind of conducting themselves. You go back to like they take all the gear away. Uh, in the preseason, they have to earn all of that. They have to have a certain GPA before they can you know grow facial hair, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and obviously, you saw them buy in last year, and I, you kind of get a sense that they're even more united and kind of together in terms of under Coach Backage. And obviously, again, having that success, that great run. But I think Coach Backage put it: this was still a team that was very much on a mission in the off season because they didn't end up in Omaha, uh, which was which is the end goal. They haven't been there since 2010. So a very confident team, just a very uh, you tell collected in terms of together team. Um, and they have a lot more depth this year. I mean, they talked a lot about that just in terms of they think they have 13 to 14 hitters 
that can you know go into the lineup. They're going to figure out a way to get them all in, and they have about a half dozen guys that can start, and then also another half dozen guys that could close out games. They feel like so uh, very deep team, very competent team, and just kind of together. It feels like under this new regime with with uh, with a uh, coach package. Obviously, John, expectations are are tough. In college baseball, there's a lot of games, a lot of things that can happen. You, know, you weave through a season. There's obviously going to be, you know, slumps and injuries and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of just getting back to Omaha, you you just mentioned that. Does this team feel like they're the group to do that? And and do you think there's some merit to their belief? If so, yeah. I mean, I think they thought they had a chance last year. Obviously, with again how hot they were towards the end of the season, just how things just really quickly collapsed against Tennessee and then obviously Charlotte the next day. But, but yeah, I think they think they're even deeper this year. Again, um, you have a little bit more experience with a guy like Cam Canarello is the ACC freshman of the year. He's now a sophomore. Will Taylor, for the first time in his life, is specializing in baseball, uh, quit the football team. And, um, you know, he's expected to be an MLB draft pick come summertime. So you have two really star players right there. You brought in a bunch of transfers. Uh, Jimmy Overtop's the, the big one from Michigan, a uh, guy who's going to be a captain, uh, another guy who kind of followed back in cheer is going to be a leader for them, but also bring a ton of power to the lineup. Um, and a bunch of other transfers. And I think they really like some of these second-year players. They expect some of them to, to take a step, whether it's Nolan Meraki or, or Cooper Blauser or uh, Nate Hall or, it's just a bunch of them. You go all the way around. Uh, they expect somebody. They expect a good group of them um, to kind of take a step, and especially on the mound with guys like Tristan Smith and uh, Billy Barlow, finally healthy from injury, and Austin Gordon was the guy who was pitching with Team USA. And uh, they brought in a couple of really great Wofford transfers, Matthew Marshall, who's got a ton of innings, and then Luke Malstead, who's this submariner sidewinder uh, that they have kind of in the the back end now. So. Uh, and, and coming back with Nick Clayton, who's probably their most you know consistent reliever. So I mean, they have a lot of pieces. Uh, how they're exactly are going to fit together, we have to figure out, um, or they have to figure out. But there's um, reasons to think that this is a well-rounded team, a team that's experienced, a team that um, should be able to you know get hot at the right time late in the year, uh, which Coach Backus talks a lot about, and, and make a run. John Boyle joining us live here from the Post and Courier, Clemson beat writer. John, I, I said earlier in the show, I let things off with, there may be nothing more irrelevant or unimportant than your uh, opening weekend starting rotation because it, it rarely feels like the guys who were trotted out there in February on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are the guys who are taking the mound in the high leverage, you know, postseason games. It just college baseball. That's how it works. What do you make of this rotation? And I know you mentioned Austin Gordon, and he's going to be limited early on this season. But what do you make of, of the three guys who are starting this weekend and their chances of holding down uh, weekend spots for the majority of the season? Yeah, like you said, uh, there, you can't put too much stock into the rotation. Austin Gordon in particular, Eric Backage even said earlier this week that he's the least stretched out of all the pitchers. He's got to kind of build up. Uh, he put the ball down in October, November, didn't really pitch much. He's still ramping up, and it's part of why uh, Backage actually wishes the season had started in February. He, he wishes it started in March to give these guys more lead time. But, yeah, I mean, Billy Barlow is an interesting Friday guy just because, again, he, he had that, those injuries. He was a guy as a freshman who was pitching a lot and just really didn't have much of a sophomore year. But Backage says he thinks he could have a breakout campaign, and he's actually one of the more built-up guys at this point because he got injured and then had his ramp earlier 
in terms of getting ready for the season. So he's going to be a really interesting guy to watch on Friday. Uh, Tristan Smith, again, they think will make a huge jump from freshman to sophomore year. He was an all-star in the Cape Cod League. Um, that's, that's obviously a really tough summer league. So uh, they expect big things from him. And then the really, really interesting one is Aiden Canock, uh, who's starting on Sunday. He's a true freshman. Um, he's just a guy who Backage says has come in with a great work ethic, so he's, he's way ahead where a freshman would usually be. And, you know, he throws hard, but the thing that makes him special is he's got what's called, quote-unquote, ride on his fastball, uh, induced vertical break, where it actually it looks like it's going up, which is obviously not doing that, but it's not falling. It, it's kind of going on a straight plane to the plate, and a lot of guys swim underneath of it because they think it's obviously going to fall like most uh, pitchers' fastballs. So uh, he's a guy... You know, back instead, they want to bring along slowly. You would think that Matthew Marshall, again, Gordon, some of these other guys are probably going to come back into the rotation at some point. I don't know if Aiden Kanaka is staying there for the entire season. Uh, but it does say something about him that they're willing to, to put him in a weekend, you know, in the opening weekend rotation uh, to see how he'll do on a Sunday to close out a series. So um, it, it's an interesting three that are starting this weekend. But again, like you said, it's probably going to change once Austin Gordon gets built up. Matthew Marshall finds his place. Um, it will probably change. But again, I, I do think it speaks to the depth that they have and um, excited about some of these younger guys kind of taking a step. John, let's switch over to college basketball where the Clemson Tigers are back on the court tomorrow night taking on NC State at home. Uh, coming on off a three-game winning streak, what's changed over the last three games? Well, what is what do you feel like has been the biggest difference, or some of the differences, I should say, in, in this team between now and, and what they looked like there in the middle of January and, and early February? Yeah, I mean, I think the really simple explanation is they're just starting to make shots. I mean, obviously, you go back to that first UNC game. Um, they hold them to 65 points, but they still lose. They only scored 55. Uh, they couldn't hit the ball side of a barn that day. Um, and, and, you know, you lose one-point games to Duke and to Virginia, and they're, they're actually playing better in that stretch. They're just not quite not quite getting the big-time shots they need and, and the moments they need them to, you know, win a game. But, you know, against Miami, they go on that 24-3 to run at the end of the game. I mean, they're, they're hitting big-time shots. Chase Hunter's hitting shots. Uh, Joe Girard is hitting shots again at a higher rate. And that's not putting as much pressure on P.J. Hall or other players to kind of supplement the scoring. So they're getting more balanced scoring. They're, they're getting, you know, again, their, their point guard playing at a higher level, Chase Hunter. Um, and, and it's just, this is more of an intangible thing, but they just seem like they have more juice. They have more confidence. And I do, I do think there's something too. you lose all these close games. You just keep getting beat down. Um, they finally kind of turned that around at UNC, uh, able to pull out that game. Um, and, and you get a little more confidence. You go to Syracuse, you win a game. You have a tight game with Miami, but you're able to kind of put your foot down at the end of it. So uh, just seem like a more confident team, and, and I, a lot of that, again, is, is shot-making. You, you see the ball go in finally, and, and you start to get a little bit of a rhythm. So they just seem like a different team in that way. And I mean, that's good for them. I mean, obviously, seven games left in the ACC schedule. It seems like they're in a better place uh, mentally and just in terms of their shot-making to kind of make the most of it. What about Jack Clark? That's a guy who, you know, was injured to start the year and then tried to play a little bit and then had to get sidelined for a while. It's sort of taking some time for him, I think, to get back into the flow of just being a, a regular player. How have you seen his role uh, transpire and grow over the course of the last couple of weeks? Yeah, and he's been huge because not only does that put a more veteran presence in the lineup, a guy who can defend, a guy who can rebound, 
uh, a sixth-year guy, just a really experienced player who kind of gives you that, you know, edge in terms of confidence and just calmness and, and has been there before. But then it also takes Chauncey Wiggins, a guy who you've been starting, who is a guy who can score, has that kind of instant scoring ability, um, and you put him on the bench, you just have such a deeper rotation. You have two wings now who can kind of, um, you'll play the three and the four when you do smaller lineups. You can play Jack Clark or Wiggins at the four, uh, but you can also play him at the three if you want to play bigger. So it just gives them so much more versatility, and I think Clark is, um, again, just a really experienced player who kind of adds something on the defensive end. I think he's still been learning the offense. I think it was actually last week, asked Brad Ronell about how far Jack Clark is along. I think he said probably about 75%, so maybe he's about 85 or 90% now. Um, but he's, you know, I think the defensive end is number one, and then two is just the depth that he helps bring in terms of, again, being able to bring Wiggins off the bench and kind of deepening that rotation. Absolutely, and uh, we'll see what the Tigers can do against NC State. What, what do you make of this uh, this Wolfpack team? Is this, is this a game with the way Clemson's playing? I mean, they, at home, you, you kind of have to continue this this winning streak, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, NC State's not a bad team. I mean, you look at the end of this, you know, the, these last seven games, I mean, there are definitely games you can lose. I mean, NC State is one. Pittsburgh comes your way. I mean, that's a team that's beaten some high-quality teams in the ACC, uh, Wake Forest, but um, – I think they're all winnable. I think you can absolutely beat NC State. Uh, I think in the net, they're somewhere in the 70s or 80s is where they've been. I, I haven't looked at it. Uh, t- I didn't look at it today, so I'm not exactly sure. But um, th- there's no team that Clemson can't beat. And, yeah, you want to keep this win streak going. I mean, you got three in a row. Uh, you, you push that to four in a row, especially going into a trip to Georgia Tech where you're wanting to avenge an earlier loss at home. You want to go on the road with some, with some juice and then obviously come back for a little bit more of a homestand with Florida State and Pitt. You want to keep it going as long as you can, just so you're playing bas- good basketball at the right time of year, obviously end of February going into March. Um, and I think as long as Clemson wins, win, you know, has above 20 wins, uh, they're in a pretty good spot, especially with their strength of schedule in the non-conference to make the NCAA tournament. So right now it's just about you know, playing for seeding, you know, trying to potentially get into that you know, five-seed, potentially maybe even a four if you really go on a run um, and kind of improve your odds once you get in the tournament in terms of who you're playing. Last thing, John, will let you run. Uh, anything you can you can gleam or, or update on the status of DeMonte Capehart, the Clemson football player uh, who was suspended from the team that came out earlier this week? Yeah, I haven't heard anything new there. Obviously, what we heard was that he, he is suspended from team activities. He's not participating in anything right now, obviously, we'll get an update when spring practice opens in 12 days in terms of where he's at, if he's pr- practicing at all. Um, right now, I think we've all, probably most reporters, and I have requested a copy of the police report to see you know, exactly what happened. Um, but obviously, a gun charge is serious. I mean, the fact that he had unlawful possession of a gun on, on campus, um, uh, he, you know, uh, along with some reckless driving, I mean, that's just, just it's not good. I mean, that's obviously something that's going to, um, you know, raise some questions. And, and obviously we'll see in terms of the legal process and, and where that goes. And then Davo Sweeney, what decision he makes in terms of suspension or beyond that, uh, we'll have to find out. But right now, yeah, just not participating in team activities. He's suspended, and uh, we'll wait for updates to see how that unfolds. Make sure you're following John on Twitter. He'll keep you updated and go to the Post and Courier dot com as well but you can follow john on twitter at john underscore blau and again post and courier 
com. John, always appreciate your time. Enjoy our conversations, and thanks for getting us ready for the weekend. And hope you enjoy the weekend. It's going to be a busy one. I got a feeling you're going to be spending some time at some ballparks and some basketball courts. So I hope you enjoy it. Absolutely. Thanks, Brad. Thank you. Take care. John Blau, Clemson B writer for Post and Courier. When we return, phone lines are open, 654 Let's break down a little bit about the Clemson NC State matchup. And if John's going to go full Wolfpack this weekend, what does that even mean? We'll find out after this. Don't go anywhere. When you shop or donate at a Dream Center resale store, you're helping to change lives. The Dream Center receives no government funding and depends on the resale store's proceeds to operate. 100% of store's proceeds go directly to support the programs of the Dream Center, offering those in need a hand up instead of a hand out. Shop and donate your items today at their Easley, Pickens, Seneca, or Greenville store on Pleasantburg Drive. Donate, shop, change lives. Visit thedreamcenterpc.org for more information today. It's Race for the Green Time. Go ahead and make your plans to sign up today. Run signup.com. It's coming your way March 16th, 2024. Make a commitment to do your first 5K or half marathon and take advantage of those early bird pricing. Run signup.com. Great swag, the beautiful medal that everybody talks about. This is our 14th annual half marathon and 5K. Sign up today. Don't forget March 16th, 2024. Run signup.com and come on and have a great time. So you're looking for financing on your next vehicle. AutoWorks in Greer has you covered with easy in-house financing and super fast approvals. Low down payments make life simple. And there's no need to drive all the way to the dealership. We can give you an answer in as little as 10 minutes. Just fill out our fast app online at AutoWorksSC.com. With almost 80 vehicles to choose from, including trucks and 3 row SUVs, finding your vehicle just got easier. Kick off 2024 in style by visiting AutoWorksSC.com. That's AutoWorksSC.com. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boulware. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. When you're looking for the beautiful gift she deserves, do what I do. Shop at Turner's Jewelers. They have an amazing selection of silver, gold, precious gems, and diamonds. And Turner's can create a custom piece she'll absolutely treasure. Whatever the occasion, trust a tradition of family excellence for more than 60 years. Shop now at turnersjewelers.com or visit them today in the Applewood Shopping Center next to Belk and Seneca. Southern hospitality meets diamond know-how at Turner's Jewelers. Shop where the pros shop. Landscaper Supply, offering hardscapes to landscaping, power equipment to hardware. Landscaper Supply wants you to have free gas for an entire year. Purchase the gas grill from any Landscaper Supply location, and they'll keep your propane tank filled for the entire year. That's a great deal for all you backyard chefs. And while you're at it, scoop there it is with their Mulch Made Easy delivered right to your home. Seven upstate locations, a better experience for homeowners and pros alike. Landscaper Supply. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, the scenic views stick around after the sun sets, and your favorite cocktails keep you company long after overtime. Where else can you unwind with bourbon and late-night bites? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. 
With eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Get back in the game with the press box. Well, our pitchers are pitching well, and uh, our hitters aren't hitting well, and uh, our fielders aren't fielding well, and uh, our fans aren't fanning well. Weekday mornings from 9 to noon on 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the roar. I got a place for you to go this weekend. You'll be in Tiger Town catching some baseball, maybe some basketball tomorrow night, or anything else. You can go over to Your Pie in Clemson, get a great meal. Uh, the thing about Your Pie that I really love is how fast it is. You go through the line, tell them what you want, you order off the menu, or you can tell them what to put on your pizza, and it's ready in minutes. And it's a great spot, you know, in between games or right before a game. And two great locations to serve you in Clemson. Your Pie is at 111 Earl Street downtown. And also you can check them out at Dockside with great views of the lake. It's right off of 123. If you're going towards Seneca, before you get to the bridge, it's their Holiday Avenue. Turn left at the light. uh, And you can stop in and see them. They've got salads. They've got pasta, gelato for the kids. It's a great place to be. Your Pie in Clemson. And download their app. If you're in a hurry and you're just trying to grab something for lunch on the go, if you're you know working or whatever, you're going through Clemson, or you're in Clemson, you can fire it up on the app. It'll be ready when you walk in the door. Grab your pizza in no time. It's your pie in Clemson. Go check them out. 654 Roar, 1045 a.m. So hour two uh, still going along here. We got hour three coming up. We'll get into some college football and some other things. College basketball. John, you'll be Glad to hear this. This will warm your heart on a February morning. All right. What you got for me? Clemson has dominated NC State. I'm listening. <laughs> you like to hear those words. Go on. Well, you think back to last year, they beat them, what, three times, right? They were, yes, they were three for three. Three meetings, three wins, went Clemson's way. Correct. Uh, they have not even lost to NC State since January 18th. 2020. They have covered the spread. Not that that matters in terms of the dominance necessarily, but it's a it's a way to show you how well Clemson's played against this team. Uh, they've covered the spread in eight of the ten of the last ten games. One of those was a push, and the last time the NC State covered in the series was March 13th, 2019. So Clemson's had some very good outings against the Wolfpack. You think back last year, remember that game in in the tournament? What they did to them? How could I forget? <laughs> Eighty to fifty-four. That was a route of routes. But I, but I'm glad the committee definitely watched that game last year. They totally paid attention to that one, right? Not bitter at all, are you? No. They also beat NC State. If you remember, uh, on the road. That 96-71 game, it was over like the second it started. Huh. Wow. Two two blowouts there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they beat him at home last year in December, 78-64. to Every game was by double digits. Clemson's away. But who, who made the tournament? 
Don't don't oh, that's don't bullcrap. Yeah, it, it kind of is. Kind of hard to argue that. But you know what? Uh, Clemson has a chance to continue that again this weekend against an NC State team that's. I don't know what they are, John. To be honest with you, at times they're not bad, and at times they're not good. Uh, they are three and four on the road, by the way, fifteen and nine overall in the season. Uh, and they're one of those teams, sort of right there in the. The you know was a seven and six glut that is the uh, the kind of the yeah two of the team. four seven and six teams in the league will be squaring off Saturday with Clemson and NC State the other two are Pitt and Florida State and then there's some what six and six and six and sevens there's just a lot of teams kind of right there bulked up together right now uh, Wake Forest what eight and five Wake Forest eight and five Syracuse seven and seven Virginia Tech six and seven there we go it was seven and seven not six and six so yeah it's it's kind of a mess right now. They're all jumbled in there. The NC State team is pretty good offensively. I mean, considering um, they don't shoot a high clip, 222nd in the country in field goal percentage, but they are top 110 in field goal field goals made this year. Uh, Three-point percentage, not great, 227 in the country. But they're top 140 in points per game, and pretty good in the in the second half. Top top 140 in the second half scoring as well. But I don't know. This is you know DJ Burns, um, double bird guy. <laughs> you know Holmes. Uh, they've they're talented, yes, but they don't. Isn't that the mark of every Kevin Keats team? Talented, but there's always a but. Yes, there always is with the Kevin Keats team. They just don't ever seem to play well together, or they have long stretches where they don't play well at all together. But I, I don't. Do you fear this NC State team? No, I do not. So, do you expect similar results to what we've seen over the course of the last few years between these two teams? I do, and you know, I think yeah, there's part of it is the confidence that Clemson has when they see the Wolfpack on the court, but I think part of it too is just the the momentum that Clemson has gained over the last two weeks. They're having their Clemson January. Remember how Clemson in January was not playing well? Right. They're doing that in February. Uh, they ended late January. They lost to Virginia and Syracuse on the road. I, there's not really a whole lot. Nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, you're going to lose some road games along the way. You lose to Virginia and Syracuse. It's They're not terrible losses. They did beat Miami and Georgia Tech, but they've lost back-to-back games to Pitt and Wake Forest which they should be on the same level as Pitt and Wake Forest. And they've lost both of those two. So they're they're having their struggles. They've lost uh, three, five of the last seven ACC games after getting off to a decent start. Yeah, it's a game you got to have if you're the Tigers. It's a game you got to have if you're the Wolfpack, too. State can't continue to fall backward, which, I mean, State's not an NCAA tournament team right now. But these are the kind of wins you have. This is, again, you dig yourself a hole. These are the kind of wins you have to have if you're Clemson because you lost to Virginia and Georgia Tech at home. So you can't, you're not really afforded another home loss. I mean, it's not going to ruin your season. I don't mean that. But just in, when you put together and you go through the end of the year and list everything how it went, you sort of, this, this has to be an evening out game for Clemson. I think it should be. Uh, Jack Clark will be motivated in this game. Do so we get- will Ben Middlebrooks. <laughs> Do we get a uh, sort of like a Joe Girard game here? 
for Jack Clark. It's not on the road, but still playing his old team. Do you get a? Uh, he doesn't have to score eighteen points, by the way. Okay, but. all right, good. Uh, maybe. I, I think he's going to have a good performance. I don't want to put like a point total out there. Do we get a bounce back game for PJ Hall? Yeah, yeah. I, I think when he sees Burns and Middlebrooks down there, he's going to want to go, go stick it to him. I think he was a little under the weather uh, last game. Four of nine shooting, not a high volume day for PJ Hall. Had thirteen points. That's still just not very PJ Hall like. He likes playing this team. You know, the one of the reasons they, they Chase Hunter does too. I remember Chase Hunter. I think went off on them in in Raleigh last year. So for some reason that they, they just like that that color of red just inspires them to play well. It's like uh, that's why the bullfighters use that red. It, it angers the bull, right? They see the red, they get angry. Maybe so. A lot, but then, like to be fair, though, a lot of Clemson fans when they see NC State red, they get angry. You do not like NC State. Uh not particularly. No. Uh, no, not particularly. Yesterday, you were saying all kinds of awful things about the Wolfpack. The that was yesterday. That was yesterday. Uh, the city of Raleigh. I didn't say anything bad about the city of Raleigh yesterday. Maybe that was me off the air. Yeah, that was you off the air. Sorry. I I could say bad things about the city of Raleigh, but I didn't. Well, don't put that out there. So they got to worry about Horn and they got to worry about Burns. We we mentioned those two earlier. Uh, If you keep everybody else, they're about to probably keep themselves in check for the most part. But what's going to be the scheme for Burns tonight. Can you play that zone? Or I, I don't know that you can stay in, in that zone as no, much. I, I like the way that Clemson incorporated last week or last game where they had no idea what was coming. I want to see Clemson switch from man to zone. And we even talked about how the beauty of the matchup zone is how you could switch out of it pretty quickly within a possession. I just want to keep coming up with defensive looks to keep them guessing. Don't let them get settled in and being able to predict what you're going to do. But you know everything runs through Burns. Oh sure, yeah. Just like everything runs through PJ Hall. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 going to run a lot of their offense through. Well, it, in a little bit different way than PJ Hall, but they'll run a lot of their offense through Burns, as they normally do. Uh, they'll be you know what what you want to have happen is if you're NC State is you want you want Burns to have a couple shots early that go in, and then teams start to have to double and crash and do whatever they can to try to stop it, and then that's when the you leave guys wide open, and you create that way. Do, do you think either uh, Burns or Hall gets into foul trouble in this game? Oh, with ACC officiating? No, of course not. Let's see who the uh, crew is tomorrow night. I, I I do think you can combat that a little bit by maybe not not bringing the double teams as much. Maybe you know just kind of let. I, did, didn't they do this a couple of times last year? They just let Burns have his way, didn't they? Well, their game he just he just had a ton of points. But nobody else did anything. That was sort of their formula last year, and it worked. Yeah, you know, a texture gets in. Uh, am I wrong? I would let Burns score his and lock down the rest. Switching from zone to man, back and forth, would be my preference for yeah, this game. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think Texture's on with that one. I think that's what you do, and and you tell PJ, look, he's going to try to get you in foul trouble. So maybe you switch it up a little bit. Sometimes it's PJ, sometimes it's Shefflin, you know, whatever. But you just you're you're kind of fine with them. Him just kind of having his way. Don't foul him. Don't don't let him get big men in, in foul trouble. But just lock down everybody else, and, and they should be fine. Now, they don't have, you know, that – I mean, Horn's pretty good, but they don't have, like, the, the some of the wing guys that they had who can really burn you. 
and some of the shooters they had last year. So I think there's an opportunity here for Clemson to play that kind of style of basketball and just make sure Burns doesn't, doesn't get you too, too much. Uh, do expect to see, I, th- I think, a better effort from P.J. Hall. I think Joe Girard has come out of whatever that slump he was in. I think he's out of it. Uh, Chase Hunter's playing really well right now. Is, is this the best Clemson's played since? Or are they playing as well as they were playing in November, December? Or is this the best since then? I think this is their best performance since that stretch. Maybe not quite as well as they were playing then. I don't know. that You're seeing them do a lot of the same things they did during that stretch, but I think this is a good opportunity to keep that rolling. You, you expect your expectation for this game tomorrow, 7.45 p.m., Clemson win? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that you're going to see a bounce-back performance from P.J. Hall. I think Joe Girard continues his um, improvement in shooting. And I also like this game that Chase Hunter has found lately where he is, instead of going for the shot first and then driving to the basket the way that he's been the aggressor at driving to the basket. I want to see that continue as well. Yeah. He if is, those three things happen, I think the Tigers win and cover and have another big win against the Wolfpack. I think he's learning too, that if I'm aggressive early, they'll back off and I'll have some shots later. You know, don't come out shooting the three, come out being aggressive and then let, let the open looks and the better shots come. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's the right mentality to have. I, Don't fall I, in love with the three. I think so, too. Some texters asking about uh, Alex Hemingway. Uh, still, I don't have any update on him. I haven't heard anything as of late. Neither still, do I. I. I expect him to still be out based on, you know, the way it's gone the last few games. I don't I don't know. I don't know that they know a whole lot about if and when he can he can return. Maybe we'll get some information on that after after this game. But I don't I don't have it. I have no, no expectation of him. Uh, suiting up for for this game right now. 6-5-4, Roar, you want to get in with us. We can discuss some other games in college basketball that you need to pay attention to that can you know certainly affect ACC and, and the standings and whatnot. John, is there anything in the ACC? You, you want to give you some games and, and you tell me if you're interested or not. That's usually how we play this game. Let's do it. <laughs> Are you interested in Clemson and NC State? I, I'm kidding. I'm yes, kidding, I'm yes kidding. I'm very interested. We'll be paying attention. Uh, are you interested in, uh, I believe it's, was it FSU at Duke? Uh, Duke at FSU. Or sorry, Duke at FSU. Like a uh, one through ten. Give me like a two. Just a two? Not all that excited about it. Okay. Uh, Wake Forest. And now, if, if, if Florida State's uh, playing some really good basketball, then that'll greatly increase. Man, I, yeah. Uh, I'm a little higher. I think Duke Forest State could be at least an entertaining game. Wake Forest at Virginia. That's like a six out of on a one through ten scale. I think these are two teams that are going to be. I think Virginia is a tournament team, and I think Wake Forest could play themselves into the dance. This is a tournament game, right? Yeah, here. This, this, is, is, this is a very big game in the ACC. Both teams fighting for you know solidly in the tournament, not bubble, but solidly in. I've got Virginia solidly in right now. I, I do as well. I think they should be in. But you lose to Wake Forest. Maybe Wake Forest takes some of your solid. Yeah, <laughs> it makes spot, themselves yeah. solid. Uh, Virginia Tech and North Carolina. The I, Hills North Carolina. North Carolina. This is a get right game for the Heels. They got to have this one. Got to have this one. Miami, BC. Don't care. Syracuse, Georgia Tech. Don't don't, don't, don't even. Care. Don't even. Uh, Louisville, Pitt. Also, oh don't, my gosh. Also, don't Pittsburgh care. Pittsburgh win by hundred tomorrow. They better. 
We'll take a look at the SEC, what's going on over there, plus some other big games in college basketball this weekend. Hour three coming up here in just a few moments. You want to get in on the show, 654-7627-654-ROAR. Opening day in college baseball, a lot more to discuss. Don't go anywhere on the Press Box back after this. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT 